All right, so last week we started the conversation on the seven pillars. And please, I want to emphasize this, that Christ has been made unto us both the power and the wisdom of God. We live in a generation that does not want to hear anything about wisdom. We just want power. I can do anyhow. I am sick. Pastor lay my hands on me. I am well. I can mismanage resources, but my pastor is anointed. Supernatural wealth is coming. And there is, tr there is truth to it that there is supernatural healing and there is supernatural wealth. But God's desire for you and for me is to live at the lane that these things are natural to us. Are we still together? So God's desire for the believer is that the supernatural is natural to you. You don't even fall sick at all. You are so blessed. You are doing everything God has planted in your heart because you have aligned with principles. Somebody say principles. All right. So last week, we started talking about the seven pillars. And I can remember I said that one of them is not really a pillar. Just to refresh our memories, we said number one was what? And we refused to call it diet. Can anybody remember why? Because diet sounds restrictive. The moment you hear diet, you are thinking of what you cannot eat rather than what you can use to nourish God's temple. Are we together? All right. What did we say number two is? We didn't say stress. So. Good. We have good students. What is number three? What is number four? All right. I want to ask you a question. I know I mentioned this last week, but I think it was a bit lost on us. If you were God, and there is a place where your presence is tangibly manifest in the earth, and people had needs, if you were God, what would you do? All right. So let's paint that question well. You've delivered your own people from Egypt, your family from Egypt. They are traveling through the wilderness. It's dangerous. Hello? You know many of us forget that it's dangerous in the wilderness. Dangerous. You can have all sorts of viruses, bacteria, chronic conditions, valve issues. You are just walking and walking and walking and walking and walking and walking. Sometimes you are not sure where food will come from. Sometimes the water is bitter. And all of that, well, they get to a place where God gives Moses instructions. They build a tabernacle and host God's presence. And inside that place, there is a physical, tangible representation of God's presence. God's glory literally lives there. How do we know God's glory lives there? That room is not dark. Hello? Because in the outer court, there is sunlight for everybody to see. And those outside. In inner court, we have the menorah, the candlesticks. But inside there, there is no sunlight, there is no menorah, but that's the brightest. My. It's life class, right? No, there are some things you see, they stir some things up. So let's just behave ourselves and stick to life class. My point is, how can you have something so tangibly powerful and you're giving the people instructions on how to live wisely? It's suggestive to you that the character of the father is more of well-rounded dominion rather than running for quick fixes. Are we together? Because if you and I were God, uh, well, maybe I should speak for myself. If you are sick, what you should go and do is go to that tabernacle. 
go as close as possible to that ark because my glory is there. Something will jump on you. You fall. By the time you get up, that cancer is gone. That is how most of us will design it. And subconsciously, that's the mentality of many believers today. But God is sending us light. And he's sending us his word. Glory to God. What did you say number five is? All right. We're going to hopefully get here today. What is number six? And what is number seven? Mm, this one is deep. All right, so this is just to refresh those who are joining us. This is part two, but just to refresh. These are the pillars for health. Are you still in church? Now, I want to do something this morning that is going to help you. It's going to help us. I'm going to wipe this off. May I? Shall I? There's a joke about may I, my Lord, may I, something like that. People in this church are too serious. So nobody knows that joke. My Lord, may I, okay, thank you. Ah, 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 ah. People are too deep. All right. So this is what we want to do today so that you will remember this. People listening on Spotify, I am drawing something. I'm going to try as much as possible to explain what I am drawing because you can't see it. Do I know my numbers well? All right. That was a trick question. All right. Are we still here? So what is this? What is this? Which we touched a bit, right? But we are going to we are going to come back to each one, please. Do not feel like we've we've not even touched anything. What is number four? All right. This is the picture I want to stick in your mind. What is number five? What is number six? This is the way I want it to stay. And number seven. All right. Let's go to God's word. Proverbs chapter six. Proverbs chapter six. Proverbs chapter six. Proverbs chapter six. Let's read from verse 10 to verse 11. Proverbs chapter six. Let's read from verse 10 to verse 11. Proverbs chapter six. Verse 10 to 11. Thank you. It says... A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Verse 11 tells us the consequence. So shall your poverty come on you like a what? Like a prowler. Modern version says like a bandit, like an armed robber. You know, when you want to bump into, it says the way poverty will rush the person. And your need like an armed man. Mm. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 33 to verse 34. The same concept, Proverbs 34, Proverbs 24. Thank you. It's on your screen. The same thing. A little sleep, a little slumber, 
a little folding of the hands to rest. Please, for those just joining us, the reason why we are on number three is because last week we said a few things on number one and said a few things on number two. So just so it doesn't look like we just jumped. It says, so shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. So in scriptures, when you see repetition, it's not because there's too much space. Actually, space is not enough. It is actually emphasis. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 12. Want to break the mental strongholds that have sustained lies for too long. It says that the sleep of a laboring man is sweet. Whether it's little or much. It says, but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. Is that in your Bible? Hello. Do you know what these scriptures mean? Do you know what these scriptures mean? We've been told for a long time that if you are going to live a very productive life, you have to cut down on sleep. That's what they've told us for a long time. And these are the same scriptures they've used. A little sleep, a little sleep. And you find people who are now literally sleeping little. And I'm not just talking about you. If we were to lean towards the predominant statistics, the average person today, the average person today is sleep deprived. I think it was the day, I want to recall the day. I think it was the day we were traveling to the UK, myself and my wife, for the Royals Conference, if I'm right. We were driving on the 401, and there was slow-moving traffic. There was a car not too far away from us, and the car was wobbly. Anybody knows what wobbly means? So the person would stray and then come back, and then stray and then come back. And I told my wife, I said, this person has probably been on a long shift. I said, just watch. Maybe I shouldn't have said it. I said, just watch what is about. I need to be more careful with my words. I said, just watch what is going to happen. And we're just going slow-moving traffic. Before we knew it, that car veered off the road into the... You know, there's a lot of construction going on on that 401. Into all those things. And you will know that the, the sleep was deep. Because the car went further, further, further. Now, this is a cycle, a terrible cycle that the devil wants to place people in. You don't have enough. You slave harder. You sleep less. Your body breaks down. And you still don't have enough. Every child of God must break this cycle somehow. I have enough. I work smartly and diligently, not lazily. I sleep well by the Spirit. My increase is multiplied and I'm able to support kingdom activities. And God continues to bless me. That is the, the, the plan for God's children. Am I in the right church this morning? Because the truth is a lot of us are sleep deprived. Let me tell you why. Number one is we've been lied to that too much sleep is bad for you. May I suggest to you um, that God has designed your body in a way that certain kinds of repair will only take place when you are asleep. And we are going to dig deeply into this sleep issue. One of the biggest fears in the health community today is that when we are closer to 2030, 2035, 2040, one of the biggest diseases around will be Alzheimer's disease. There is a big scare that a lot of people are going to have neuro, that's 
brain health conditions. And we are going to have a dedicated session on brain health. All right? Why is that so? We are accumulating too much sleep deficit, amongst other things. Because when we get here, I'm going to talk about brain health. When we get here, I'm going to talk about brain health. And when we get here, I'm going to talk about brain health. In fact, how did God design your body to know that it is time to sleep? Can I wipe this off? There are two systems God put in place. I don't want to, to go too heavy on you. But let's just say one is a, can we call it? Let's just call it awake pressure load. Is that fine? Is that fine? And the other one is light. Are we together? The longer you're awake, there's something in your body that builds up. I don't want to, to give you any technical names. I just want you to remember action steps. This thing is loading up from when you wake up. Whatever time. It is loading up, building up, building up. When there is a lot of it, you, you start getting into a state of slumber. You start yawning. Your eyes start blinking. Your body is getting a sense that, Sir, Ma, it is time to what? To sleep. God designed the two to work independently with the hope that you and I will be wise enough <laughs> to ensure that they are working together. Are we together? So when you wake up, ideally to good light, I don't want to jump to verse 7. We'll come there later. All right? There is something that triggers... How many people have heard of this before? Yeah. Has anybody heard of it before? All right. This is the messenger that signals to the cells in your body. We're getting closer to sleep time. This thing is sensitive. I'm trying to, to make a lot of technical things simple. But there is a time of light exposure and there is a time of no light or reduced light or night LV light. You get the difference? Hello? Hello? So do you know what we've discovered? Because we want to stay awake longer doing whatever it is we're doing. Convincing ourselves that we are being productive. Because you hear motivational speakers tell you if you sleep seven hours, eight hours every night, and you live up to 60 years. I've not done the math. They will tell you you've slept for 40 years of your life. You will now feel like, oh my God, I slept for 40 years. Now, if Let's stay on track. What is our number one way to block this? Can you see it? Caffeine. Caffeine blocks this thing. So, when it is supposed to be built, well, for the average person, because some people, caffeine, they can just take coffee and go and sleep. You know, praise God. Some people know themselves. Amen? So, caffeine blocks this. That pressure is not loading. And your body does not get the right signal. Are we still together? This one, we've bastardized this one completely. With the invention of the electric bulb. Man never believed that there will be dangerous light. Until we invented all, this, all these things. So many of us wake up to light. In fact, we sleep with our phones. We wake up with our phones in the middle of the night. 
you want to use the washroom, you use your phone and you just check if your fans have liked some more of your pictures, you know, and then you close the phone and you refresh your email if your testimony has come in so that you can testify tomorrow. Hello. All sorts of justifications. We are abusing God's temple. There is a kind of repair that will not take place unless you sleep. Can we picture a factory together, everybody? Can we do a, an exercise? Can you picture a factory? Some people don't like the sound of factory. Can you picture a bank? Can you picture a busy bank? A busy bank with lots of staff. Can you picture it? There's a lot of activity. The bank opens at 5 a.m. I'm setting you up. Amen? Selah. The, b- <laughs> the bank opens at 5 a.m. And the bank closes at 5 p.m. However, there is a rule that if any client should knock on the door, you must attend to that client. Are you with me? Hello? That's the rule in that bank. If any client should knock on the door, we must attend to that client. Now, that bank is supposed to do maintenance, balancing of sheets, consolidation of inputs and outputs, all of those after 9 p.m. But if someone comes and knocks, then the bank is not able to do it. In fact, in addition to doing all of the consolidation, after that consolidation is done, at around 3 a.m., assuming that nobody came between 10 and 2, there is something very important that the staff needs to do. They need to send a summary update to the headquarters. Are we still together? Are you following me? Now. The entry point, the way clients come in, the two-way clients come in is through the mouth. Amen. And through the eyes. We are going there now. Imagine you are the staff in that bank. You've been working since 5 a.m. You've been doing a lot, just moving, moving, moving. I am like, oh, it's 8.55. Those of you who worked in the hospital, you know what I'm saying. You know how painful it is. Patients who won't come on time. When you're about to close and end your shift, they now show up. But that's even okay. If they didn't come and they are coming, it's manageable. But imagine that they are just coming. 5 a.m., 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. They've, they've, they've been bastardized so much that the staff are forgotten how to do account balance. They've forgotten how to do it. In fact, it's so bad that they've not sent anything to HQ in a very long time. HQ is saying, what's going on? He says, well, the clients have never stopped coming. If you are going to do this deep activity, we are going to have a proper session on this. I'm just trying to give a summary. Is that you are going to have to trust God to help you. This is seven, right? Let me just borrow it. Eight. For the sake of your body, for the sake of your mind, for the sake of your future, please tell these clients that there's office hours and start getting good sleep. When we go to the session on sleep, we're going to talk about good sleep hygiene. Have you met anybody? Well, I have. Maybe there's one or two persons who can join me. Somebody who is exercising regularly, eating clean, and they are still not eating their health goals. Have you met people like that before? Oh, I have, I've met a lot of them. 
a lot of them. The missing piece many times is this part, the sleep. In fact, it has been said that if you can fix sleep, every other thing will adjust accordingly. You will not need as much physical activity to achieve your target weight or to achieve your target health. If you are able to sleep well, you're feeding. Have you noticed that the night you don't sleep well, you are hungrier the next day? You just want to eat everything, especially after a vigil. And, and especially for us men of God, women of God, the Lord has to have mercy on us. Amen. People don't want God to have mercy on us. Because you've been fasting, fasting, and then it's just at maybe 12 midnight or 1 a.m. After let God arise, you know, you just bring some heavy clients and they are banging the door like this. Open the door, open the door, and the bank officers are like, no, no, we can't do this. But you are now using anointing. Anointing is the, is the back door. <laughs> it's the back door to the bank. <laughs> Glory to God. But there's a way you can damage your vessel so much. Anointing will just be, just be coming. Coming to the place where it is all anointing. You, you, you don't even have to walk. You just be swimming and swinging. And I pray for you, you will not live before your time. In the mighty name of Jesus. Is anybody convinced yet on the importance of sleep? We are just touching it a little bit. And pay attention to your mouth and to your eyes. There's something that happens in the in the nervous system. Let me put it that way. God designed it to happen daily. For a lot of us, it has not happened in a long time. That thing is called um, so, bank, right? Bank. This You remember the staff in this bank, they can't go out. But they've created a lot of waste. There is a cleaning company that comes to pack every waste. Their contract is that they must come every day. But guess what else is in that contract? Hello? Do you want to know? They said, before we come, there must be no food four to five hours before you close. No food. If there is food, we, we will not be able to clean up. That's just, that is what is in the contract. My question is, when last did the cleaning company clean? Hello? Hello. So, if you are like Mr. And Mrs. Jubilee, do you remember Mr. And Mrs. Jubilee? Because they have to wake up and join 5 a.m. prayers. And their goal is they want to sleep seven to eight hours. In fact, there is something called actual sleep time and sleep efficiency. Because there's time on bed and there's time asleep. Don't worry, we'll go into all the details. You guys will enjoy a lot for life class. Amen? Amen? They want to wake up at 5 and they want to have slept for at least 7 to 8 hours. So when should they go to bed? They should go to bed at 9. At least they should be on their bed by 9. Not exposed to any light. So no phones, no iPads. But they love reading. So they read their paper Bible or paper book with safe lights. We'll talk about safe lights later. Are you still in church? Are you still with me? Now, they also want the cleaning company to work. So, what is the time of their last meal? Maximum. 6 p.m. Can you see why Mr. and Mrs. Jubilee are the way they are? Can you see why they are the way they are? In fact, what they also do, boy, 
Should I tell you what they do the morning after? To ensure that the, the cleaning company is so happy to stay and to continue working, they do something called intermittent fasting. So they don't even have breakfast until 12 noon. Hello. This is how Mr. and Mrs. Jubilee live. My question to you is, will you be Mr. and Mrs. Jubilee? Hello? Someone's like, why do I want to be? Why? You know, <laughs> you're still thinking about it. You know, someone, someone attended the wellness class once and said, the person was just looking. They didn't teach it like this. Uh, there was a lot of diet and restriction, and you will not do, ah. But he said, I remember the days I suffered, though. <laughs> now that God has blessed me, it looks like this thing is sounding like another suffering. The person just got up and said, ah. I'm not planning to live for 200 years. I just worked out. He <laughs> said, please, at some point, something will kill man. <laughs> but please, before something kills man, let man fulfill their destiny. All right? That's why we are doing all of this. Praise God. I said, praise God. Before we leave the sleep conversation, let's go to Proverbs chapter, um, Proverbs chapter 24. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. We read chapter 6 and chapter 24. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 6 and read from verse 6 to 9 so that you can see what Solomon is really talking about before you allow yourself to accept that sleep is not for you. It says in verse 6, go to the ant, you sluggard. So what is the context of this conversation? Laziness versus diligence, right? So he says, go to the ant, you sluggard. So he's talking to the lazy person. Consider our ways. Look at how smart they maximize time. Because for many years, and I've switched to in the world of business management now, they taught time management for so long until everybody discovered that time management does not work. What really works is productivity and energy management. Because if you tell somebody sleep five hours and they don't know how to use the... How many hours is left? 19. They have not necessarily become more productive. Someone else can do in six hours what it takes another person 12 hours to do. That person will be more productive. So it's not just throwing more time at something. You have to bring wisdom and intelligence to every activity to ensure that you are using and leveraging everything possible to achieve the same or even more results with minimum or less effort. Are we still together? Consider our ways and be wise. He says they have no guide. They have no overseer or ruler. This is a scripture we will come back to when we are discussing self-leadership for the adult. Every person gets to that age where you have no guide, you have no overseer, and you have no, you have no ruler. Do you know why? Because it is believed that you have matured to accept responsibility. I will be the guide of this life. I will be the overseer of this life. Hello. Hello. I will be the ruler. I will bear rule over my appetites. It is doing me, like we say in my place. It is really, I need to eat. I need to, if I don't, you won't die. Your life needs somebody to bear rule in partnership with the Holy Spirit. It says in verse 8 and then it goes on. Okay, let's read it quickly. Provides a meat in the summer, gathers a food in the harvest. It says, how long will you sleep? Oh, sluggard. When will you arise out of your sleep? So you can see the context there. Let's also go to um, Proverbs chapter 24. Let's speak from verse 30 to verse 31, the preceding verses. Proverbs chapter 24. Is somebody being blessed so far? Do you have any prayer points that you want the Holy Spirit to help you with? 
Do you? If, if you don't, then I need to start again. I need to start again. <laughs> it says, I walked by the field of a lazy person. The vineyard of one with no common sense. I saw that it was overgrown with nettles. It was covered with weeds and its walls were broken down. Can you see it? This is really talking about laziness without self-control. Can you see it? Ecclesiastes chapter 5, let's read verse 12 in the NLT. It says, people will work hard, sleep well. Whether they eat little or much, it says, but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. Do you know the rich is talking about there? It is not your own, no. Hello? Your own rich is the blessings of the Lord and adds no sorrow. Do you believe me? Can we see this verse in the message? Can we see the same verse in the message? It says, hard and honest work earns a good night's sleep. Whether supper is beans or steak, <laughs> it says, but a rich man's belly gives him insomnia. So you can see that there is greed at work here. That is why this person is not sleeping. Can you see it? Can you see it? Psalms 127 verse 2 and Psalms 127 verse 2. Let's read it in the Amplified. I don't want us to do only number 3 today. I want us to get to number 4. So that next week, by God's grace, we'll do 5, 6, 7. And then we'll now begin to get into each one in very much detail. It says, it is vain for you to rise up early, to take rest late, to eat the bread of anxious toil. For he gives blessings to his beloved in sleep. Hello? Hello? Did you see that? In fact, because we are spiritual persons, part of what we, we have to, can you see that we have to come back to this sleep issue? It is too deep. I was going to tell you about, they might not be able to see it. I was going to tell you about this and tell you about this. And what this implies for the believer. Because this is the phase of dreams. Hello. Hello. But we'll get there. Let's not go there today. Can I give this to us in the Passion Translation? I really want to jump to number four. It is really senseless to work so hard from early morning till late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. God can provide for his devoted lovers even while they sleep. Is that in your Bible? I, mean, I like this. I like this verse. It means that I can sleep, but my account is not asleep. I can sleep, but my peace is not asleep. Everything is still working. Even, even when I'm sleeping, it's working. Ah, somebody didn't see it. You saw it? Glory to God. I said glory to God. All right, physical activity and God health. Can we join? Can we smash number four and number five together? You and I, when God gave us spines, he desired that we will move. Somebody say move. Part of the reason why you are upright is you were designed to be mobile. One of the biggest challenges of our world today is sedentariness or a sedentary lifestyle. Most people sit for most of their day. The modern lifestyle. Hello. Hello. 
Hello? In fact, the work that many aspire to and call a great job is you sitting in front of a desk from morning till night, closing deals, you know, responding to clients and all of those things. And it is said that the impact of sedentariness on health, when I say it is said, it means that some people who are experts, whether it's properly backed up enough. In fact, it's become so popular that sitting is the new smoking. Have you heard it before? It's the new smoking. Of course, that does not mean somebody who is smoking should say, oh, after all, I'm not sitting. So, <laughs> back, I wanted to say something on TV. Are we on TV? Guys, will you scratch it out? Back in the days when we used to play football on the streets, when you do a foul and I do a foul, what do we say after sometimes? Uh -huh. Thank you for helping me to say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it on live TV. <laughs> Praise God. You were designed to move. Help me tell your neighbor, you were designed to move. You don't sit yourself to death. Get active. I didn't say go and register in a gym. Because somebody sent, um, heard a teaching like this. said, oh, amazing. I have to register in the gym. New year resolutions, right? A new year is coming, right? My new year resolution, I'm going to be physically fit this year and registered for the gym. Paid a lot of money. Paid an instructor. And then it was like May or June. Ah, the person started the year on 85 kg. By May or June, this person was 97 kg. Ah, what's going on? So he picked up the phone and called the gym. He said, this was not the plan. I registered for the gym um, January as part of my... And guess what they told him? They say, yeah, we, we received your money and we've been charging your card every month. But part of what you need to do is to also come to the gym. You have to come in. It's not by paying us <laughs> that you will lose the weight. You have to come in. Praise God. Praise God. Now, when we delve deeply into this, I'm going to show you that one of the least important benefits of exercise is weight loss. You didn't hear me one of the least important. And that is a great important benefit. One of the least important. There are so many things because you find many people, they, they hear something like this and say, okay, I'm going to drop 10 pounds. I'm going to drop 15 pounds. They start exercising regularly. They do it the first week. They do it the second week. The first month, they are faithful. The third month, they are faithful. And they go back on the scale. They started this at 72. Today, after all the sweat and everything, 71. Ah. Like this thing is not working. It is, it is doing you a lot of good. Apart from the fact that a lot of the ways we measure weight is faulty. Hello. Is this too technical for somebody? It's not too technical. Now, the best physical exercises, I'm just going to say this, and we're going to... Man was not designed to run. You were not made as a prey. Hello. <laughs> the, when you think about... Some people won't like what I'm saying now. Some, some exercise junkies won't like it. Have you seen somebody who played active soccer for years? You know, an average game is 90 minutes. And they train every day. They've done to... Do you know... Or maybe it's just me. I believe that most retired footballers should look fit. That's my belief. Have you seen a lot of them after retirement? You've seen a lot of them, right? 
Does he add up to you? They were doing the spot of prey. Amen. Not P-R-E-Y-O. And you say they were praying. They were praying. If all you do is run, you are missing the benefits of exercise. Based on your design, you must commit to resistance training. Full body. Somebody say full body. Do you know we can borrow this from scripture when it talks about being edified? Do you know what it means to be edified? Built up. The Greek word for edified is a very nice Greek word from which we get the English word dome. Do you know what a dome is? A dome is a building that is well-rounded. This is a bad aerial view. But the dome is well-rounded. For many people, this, their life is like this. This is spiritual life. This is even if you're a serious Christian. Finances needs help. <laughs> health needs help. Not help. And help is not from Zion. It's help that is from Zion. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are you still in church this morning? <laughs> are, you in this, are you in church? Hello? Are you here? So this is not God's desire for anybody. This is not well-rounded. So as far as scripture is concerned, this person is not edified. So how did we even get there? Full body, right? Resistance. Find a way to fix this two into your schedule. At least three times every week. On your 90th birthday, when you are walking without crutches, you see me, PD. You know, when you are 90, how old will PD be? Trick question. I'll be alive. Hey. Whatever age you are, I will be alive when you are 90. And you just say, PD, I made those changes when we started life class again. Look at me. I am fit as a fiddle. We just did the baby dedication of my great-grandchild. Hello. You are not getting it. You are not getting it. You, you will get it all by force, by fire, in the name of Jesus. Can we anchor this on some scriptures? First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. He says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Many people have read this. When the King James says, bodily exercise prof profited little in the King James. So many people, if it's little, why am I bothering? No. It's like saying a chemical reaction is powerful. But a nuclear reaction is more powerful. It, if there are some certain chemical reactions, when you see them, it will make you respect nuclear reactions better. That's what Paul is saying. That having exhausted the, all the benefits, boy, when we come back to physical activity, I'll begin to list the benefits of a regular fitness training. Not just to lose weight. If you really want to lose weight, there are better ways to lose weight than exercise. Should we have a session on weight loss? Maybe in the future we'll do that. Praise God. Praise God. Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1. It says, when Abraham was 90 years old and 9. Hmm, this one, there's supposed to be a joke here. A word play. 
the Lord appeared to Abraham, Abraham, not Abraham, and said unto him, I am the almighty God. What did God say? To a 90-year-old. Hello. Can you see it? Can you see the word play there? God said walk. Our relationship with God is also called a walk. Not a run with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Can we do number five very quickly? Can we just touch on it? Can we touch on it? Let's touch on it. All these guys are very connected. They are very, very interconnected. All of them are actually very, very interconnected. And I know we've not really emphasized the connection. Your gut is your belly. Out of your belly shall flow what? Mm -hmm. So you will remember what I'm about to say. The average belly of the human today is not rivers of living water that is flowing. No. This is what is going on. Hello? Hello? Somebody say there is war. War, war, serious warfare. Not spiritual warfare. Ah, precious Holy Ghost, help us. We are, we are going to come back to all of these things. I just feel like there's a lot that should be said. Have you heard this word before? I know people are like, it's not nice, don't body shame. So please, I'm just trying to make a point, okay? Some people don't even like pronouncing it. Have you heard this word before? All right. Developmentally speaking, this is a store for war. That means a time is coming when there may not be enough. So let us store. Hello? Hello? In fact, when we come back to this thing, the title of that session is going to be called Follow the Fat, not Follow the Money. Because financial analysts and auditors, when you want to spot misappropriation and all of those things, what do you do? They say follow the money, right? Or corruption people and anti-graft, all those things. You follow the money, right? This one is follow the fat. Many times, when you see where the greatest fat is storing, it is a picture to where the greatest war is happening. Hello? Almost every chronic disease today has been linked to truncal slash abdominal. All of us are in this WhatsApp group. Hello? Abdominal fat. Are you here? So we, you can see we need help now, not help. We, all of us need help from Zion. Praise God. This is connected. The world is just figuring out that your belly, you know when you say the gut feeling? We've been saying it for years. Science is just establishing that there's an actual connection between your gut and your brain. A real connection. And that if you can fix the soldiers in your belly, of course, with paying attention to the ultimate pillar, every other thing will align. Hello. Can I introduce us to a concept and then we'll round up today. Let me just introduce us to a concept so that you can start taking 
responsibility between now and when we get into the full one. Please, I want you to see what I'm writing. Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? This is uh, this is the link between all of them are connected. My time is fast spent and um, the 11 a.m. service is going to be very explosive. So we don't want to encroach too much. What is what is most common to all of this? Life. God, in his wisdom, puts certain soldiers inside you. They do a lot of work. When we get into this topic, we'll tell you part of the work they do. You, you cannot believe it. Hello? If you, don't, if you are not told, if you don't learn it, you will never believe how much work the soldiers in your belly are doing. By soldiers, I'm referring to your gut microorganisms. In fact, you must have heard of this before. Anybody heard of this word before? That is the family of all of the good soldiers that God placed in you. Are you still in church this morning? Does it feel like you've gone to medical school? Should we give you a degree after today's life class? Certificates of PK. You've created another, another assignment. So from workbook now to... <laughs> now, this is what feeds the things that your soldiers eat. Food for the food of your soldiers. Are you still with me? This is food for your soldiers. Slash more soldiers. Like you can directly just get more soldiers. Okay? Now, this is every other thing you eat should support life. This here, ladies and gentlemen, as we speak today, this is one of the biggest problems in the world today. There is an emergency at the World Health Organization level on something called AMR. Has anybody heard of it before? Antibiotic Microbial Resistance. Once upon a time, if you had an infection, you were gone. But science now developed this amazing tool called antibiotics. And people didn't have... Being infected was no longer a death sentence. That's good news, right? Is that good news? Until we discovered that this thing is magical and wonderful. It can do a lot. Should I tell you some of the things it can do? It can make your chicken grow faster and lay more eggs. And grow bigger. It can make your cow produce more milk. It can make the, 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 the livestock grow bigger, look healthier. So 70% of antibiotic use in the United States is not to treat people. It is used in the food industry. Hello? Can you see that there's a big problem? 
Now, why is resistance a problem? Let me just emphasize it for those who, when you sneeze, you can't take antibiotics. Thank God that is not done in this part of the world. You know, because it's not sold over the counter. In the place where I'm coming from, even the patient is teaching you, give me ampicillin. You don't understand? I went to school for 10 years. You, you just trolling and say, but I know how is internal fever. Amen. I still in church today. Now, you and I are not taking drugs. Our doctor is not prescribing antibiotics to us. But we are feeding on it steady, unconsciously. Do you know what it is doing? It is damaging this, damaging this, damaging this. And the average person today is more resistant than they know. Because the way this bad bugs, so you've probably heard of good bugs and bad bugs, good soldiers and bad soldiers. The way the bad soldiers work is when you send an antibiotic to kill them, as some of them are dying, some of them are watching. How is it killing? It throws a punch first, then it kicks. So that's how this one used to kill. Okay, how about ciprofloxacin? That one will just go and drill first. They are studying. As they are studying, what they are doing is they are getting smarter and becoming more resistant. We are getting very close to that time when there will be certain infections that we don't have antibiotics for. Hello. Did I just scare you? Did I just scare you? Guess what? If you can find a way to fix this and cut it out completely, find a way to get more of this, there will be no bad soldier. You will not need medicines. Do you, know why, do you really know why we are doing life class? That the place of medication will be replaced with education. This is not about what play now. I actually have a mentor that that's the tagline for his program when he, believe, when he begins it. Hello? Hello? Do you believe it with me? That we are going to grow older? We are going to grow stronger? We are not going to need more medication. You are going to see your children's children. Hello? Am I still in the right room? And you are going to see their own children. And you are going to see your children's children's children in good and perfect health. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, if that time is correct, we need to round up. <laughs> have you been blessed so far? Have you learned one or two things? Do you have at least one prayer point that you will trust the Holy Spirit to help you with? Father, we receive your help. Without you, we cannot do this. We receive your grace to bear rule over our bodies. To be people who are disciplined and self-controlled by your Spirit. To be able to say yes and insist on yes. To say no and insist on no. And we know that it is your power that is working in all of this. So we release your grace to anyone who has any condition that we've talked about in person. Father, we release your mercy in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because we will not just be hearers of the word, but we will also be doers. In Jesus' name we are prayed. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.